0: Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is Danny. Join me as we go deep into God's Word, as we discover the hidden gems and hidden treasures that God has made available to us all if we would have but ears to hear and eyes to see. As you come with me on this journey, let's explore God's Word and see what He desires to show and tell us in our day. This may be your first time or the next time but I welcome you here. Let's dig in and see what the Lord has for us today. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 16. Um, I feel like this is going to be a short one today. Um, I just wanted to uh, draw an interesting parallel, um, let you maybe consider it, uh, think on it, and see how maybe that can impact uh, your life, and your walk with the Lord. So uh, thank you if you're tuning in, visiting again. Um, if this is maybe your first uh, first trip with me, I, I appreciate you being here. I welcome all those around the world that are listening, different countries. It um, continues to um, just in, in astound my mind how God has uh, extended the reach of this into places that I may never see or visit. Uh, but this, um, the audio of this is getting out there, into many different places, so I thank you. So um, today, uh, we, I want to talk a little bit about an Old Testament, um, some Old Testament scripture, and and how it relates to uh, the presence of God and what we can draw from it. Um, so this is this appears in in more than one book, but um, I'm coming out of First Chronicles. Um, and it is chapter thirteen. You know, I believe we also find this in first Samuel um, or second Samuel. Um, but David is uh, assembling Israel, and they are going to bring the Ark of God um, after it had came um, back to them, and they are bringing it back to the uh, to the the house of God, and we find David. Um, putting on the, the ark on a cart, which is um, in, inappropriate based on the instruction of God on how to, um, to carry that uh, ark. And, uh, and so we find you may be familiar with the story. Um, It's one that we, we hear, you know, pretty frequently, but um, Uzzah, was trying to stabilize the Ark because the oxen started to stumble and the Ark started to rock and, and Uzzah reached his hand out to stabilize the Ark, to, to keep it from falling over. And when he touches it, the Lord's anger was kindled, was, um, was heightened against Uzzah and the Lord struck him dead. And we find in response to that, David is greatly disturbed. From that, he, we we read that he is angry against the Lord. He's also fearful of the Lord. Um, there's many emotions running through uh, David here, and he is king at the time. But um, and so in this uh, situation, we find that David actually um, he he was angry against the Lord because he had broken out against Uzzah. And um, they, David finds himself afraid of God that day. And so this is uh, chapter 13. We'll start around verse 12, but we see that it says, and David was afraid of God that day. And he said, how can I bring the ark of God home to me? So David did not take the ark home into the city of David, but took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, and the ark of God remained with the household of Obed-Edom in his house three months. So 90 days. Um, and, and, you know, that could be plus or minus. I'm not familiar with the, the uh, Jewish calendar. I know that there are some differences to our American calendar. So um, it says three months. And the Lord blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all that he had. Um. So I'm going to ultimately kind of make a leap in a parallel, and and I have to admit, when I first approached this, um, I got really excited because um, I I saw something I thought to be true, and um, eventually I feel like maybe the brakes got put on a little bit, just making sure that I understood kind of some of the moving parts. Um, I I absolutely don't want to present misinformation. Um, and so I, I do believe that the Lord kind of redirected me, showed me some things, but but I believe there's still a truth buried in the parallel of it because it's it's actually surprisingly, um, alarmingly similar. Now we see throughout the Old Testament, many times, you know, we'll have the same names of people and they may not be the same person. Um and so we'll see that in this example. Um, and again, I, I try not to, to carry this on for too long. Um, but we find this man, Obed-Edom, and he's a Gittite. And he, he takes the Ark of God, um, the Ark of the Covenant, he takes it into his home and he stewards it for these three months because David is now fearful of, of, of the Lord. And and he doesn't understand, and so he, for, I'm sure for this three months he is going through um, a very difficult and dark time in trying to understand what has happened to him. He was very excited to get this back, but we 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 found him not doing it in the appropriate manner. Um, he was carrying it on top of convenience. Um, it's very inconvenient the way the Lord prescribed the ark to be carried, to be handled. um, And uh, he's very particular about that. And so David, um, perhaps good intentioned, um, approaches it in a convenience way and God was not pleased with that and Uzzah paid for it with his life. But we find this man, Obed-Edom. Now, as I was reading that, it you know the name that obed Edom jumped out to me, um David, whose father was Jesse, whose father was Obed. now this is not the same obed um, and oftentimes um names get incorporated in location and things like that, so we're, we're definitely talking about a different person there. Um, That wasn't the confusion originally, uh, but I did want to point that out. Obed-Edom is different than um, Obed, which is the father of Jesse, who is the father of David. Um, But um, we find this man, Obed-Edom, who's a Gittite. Well, one of the questions I ended up asking is, you know, who who were Gittites? Um, Is there anything significant in that? And um, if you look, the Gittites were men of Gath. Now, that might strike you because uh, Goliath was actually from Gath. So, um, we see this man, Obed-Edom, who was a Gittite, or man from Gath. But we, we see this man here um, in covenantal relationship with, uh, with David, with with the king, um, and who is faithfully eager to, or 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 faithfully willing to steward the ark, the presence of God? Um, Exodus twenty five twenty two um, gives us an insight into what God's commandment is. You know that He will meet them there between the cherubim um, on the mercy seat um, at the and will will um, interact with them there. So. This the ark of the covenant, the ark of God, is um, really symbolic, representative of the presence of God. He will be there and interact with His people. Um, that's why we find it in the most holy place, in, in the, the tabernacle, the temple, um, is that's where God is. So um, Exodus twenty five twenty two bears that out a little, um, just for the the symbolism of what it represents as the ark. Um so this man Obed-Edom a Gittite who would have been originally a man of Gath we find him in in a covenant though with the people of God um and desiring service to the one true God um definitely a different uh person uh lifestyle choices than than some of the other the counterparts of of men of Gath, namely Goliath, and we also uh, will may remember that Goliath had brothers. Um, so uh, David and his mighty men experience those uh, brothers and eventually um, put them to death down the road. But it this it, this does scream the um, importance of covenantal covenantal relationship and and right standing. So righteous covenantal relationship will redirect, will direct your, the course of your life and the the uh, the choices that you make. We can't stress that enough. So Obed-Edom says um, that he will steward, that he will care for the, the, the ark of God. And it stays in his house for three months and the Lord blessed his household and all that he had. Now, um, so I told you... Um, the father of David was Jesse. The father of Jesse was Obed. So here we see a man named Obed-Edom. Now, Obed-Edom had um, eight sons. And we are going to skip over to First Chronicles uh, 26. And we'll start around, pull up about 7 and see where we land there. Um, okay, so verse 4. So First Chronicles 26, verse 4. And it says, And Obed-Edom had sons. Uh, sh- I'm going to butcher these names. Uh, Shemaiah the firstborn, Jehoshabab uh, the second, Joah, Sichar, Nathanael, Amiel, Issachar the seventh, um, Palethi the eighth, for God blessed him. Okay, so Issachar, was the, was a son of Obed Edom, and he was the seventh. Now, um, you you may already be familiar with this, um, but numbers have carry a, a real significance in the Bible. We see trends, patterns, uh, repetitions, oftentimes, and sometimes we can draw conclusions based on some of that. But um, it is interesting, fascinating to me, Issachar being the seventh. Son of Obed Edom um, so um, now here's where it started to get a little bit blurry and I feel like I got some clarity um, as I began to process um, some of some of the historical um, text um, however originally I thought you know we've heard the sons of Issachar. And we know, um, and it is, we find this um, in First Chronicles 12 and verse 32. So we'll pull that up. First Chronicles 12, 32, and it says of Issachar. So we're, this is all these different divisions of, of David's, um, David's men. Um, Verse 32, of Issachar, so we're talking about the the tribe of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, 200 chiefs and all their kinsmen under their command. Um, So we commonly refer to these men as sons of Issachar. Now, Issachar, the son of Obed-Edom, he was the seventh son, the the verses previously uh, let us know that, I have yet to discover the 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 lineage um, after the the physical son, Issachar from Obed Edom, um, not to say that it's not out there, just haven't arrived at it yet. Um, but where I, where I made the mis-assumption, maybe um, is the sons of the sons of Issachar. i called I called the sons of Issachar um, so Issachar had sons, and we find out that Issachar's sons. There was Issachar. One of the complications with multiple names of multiple people across different time periods. One of the complications is there was a, you know, there was an actual man Issachar uh, of the uh, Jacob sons, and and so he had sons, and his sons were uh, Job, Tola, Pua, and Shim Shimron. Well, um, those were the literal sons of Issachar, Issachar the son of Jacob. But we also refer to the sons of Issachar as those men who could discern the times and what Israel should do. So the leap that I'm going to make is, although this is not a... um, an explicit connection, I do think that it is um, representative of um, some insightful takeaway. And to cut to the chase, um, when you're willing to steward or house the presence of God, this is what Obed Edom did. the the presence of God being the ark. He was willing to take in the ark into his place of of abiding, his house, his uh, fellowship. When he was willing to take it in, you produce sons. So Obed-Edom took in. he He had sons of which one was called Issachar. And when you're willing to steward the presence of God, you produce sons who produce sons who can discern the times and know what should be done. So this is our action impacting generational legacy. So let me say this, so let me say this again, and maybe in a different in a different way if, if it can come if it can come out that way. Um, Obed Edom had sons, one of his sons named Issachar. And Issachar would have went on to have sons, but in a in a kind of a parallel, although not in the literal sense, when we talk about the sons of Issachar, who were based, were altogether different than the literal sons of Issachar, the son of Obed Edom. The sons of Issachar, in the sense of those who discerned the times, these men were actually uh, chiefs um, of of the uh, tribe of Issachar. 200 chiefs. But when we are willing to take in, to steward the presence of God, to be faithful to, you produce sons who produce sons. So this is two generations Parallel to obed Edom that can discern the times and know what should be done, and so our actions carry with it the um, this impact of our of generational legacy now the last thought that I want to leave you with to to chew on is the blessing of obed Edom so um, when we get back to First Chronicles twenty six and uh, oh no, that's it's actually first. Sorry, um, First Chronicles thirteen thirteen. So in that proximity, all right. So David was afraid of God that day, and he said, "How can I bring it to my home?" So David took the ark. Home into the city of David, but he put it aside in the house of Obed Edom and the Ark of God remained in there and the Lord blessed uh, Obed Edom and all that he had. So it remained there um, and I think this is maybe where we see um, in in first Samuel and I don't have the verse in front of me unfortunately, but we find that David hears that Obed-Edom is blessed, that his house is blessed. And so he was then driven, inspired um, in that to run back to the ark and bring it into its place um, in the house of God. So the blessing of Obed-Edom caused David to run back to the presence, much like Here's another interesting parallel, much like the blessing of the Gentiles, which will cause the Jews to run back to God through Christ. Now, um, we're gonna I'm gonna read a section from Romans and 10, 19. So as I pull this up here, Romans 10, 19, uh, Paul says, But I asked, did Israel not understand? First, Moses says, I will make you. Jealous of those who are not a nation. With a foolish nation, I will make you angry. Um, Romans 11.11. Romans 11.11. Paul goes on to say, So I asked, did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means. Rather, through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles, so as to make Israel jealous. Now, if their trespass means riches for the world, and if their failure means riches for the Gentiles, how much more will their full inclusion mean? This is a God-inspired push for righteous jealousy. We see that David has that exact same experience by Obed-Edom, where at first he was, uh, where he rejected the presence because of fear and anger, he actually then sees the blessing and favor of God upon a man who was technically a Gentile. He was a Gittite. Um, And so David sees that and is made, is stirred to a righteous jealousy and is drawn back to presence Um, and brings it back to its rightful place of this, um, of the, of the resting place of God. So um, anyways, I think I'll stop there. Um, I'll let you chew on that some. I hope that this uh, bless you, stimulates you, um, maybe provokes you to dig um, and see what the Lord would have for you yourself. God bless you. Thanks for joining me. I hope this blessed your heart and you leave with something special. Let us press in to know him more. Let us press in to know him more. And he will find us in seeking and seek us in finding. God bless you.